Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Behold podcast. I just wanted to give you a quick little note that this episode was originally only made as a YouTube video, and it can be found in its entirety here, as well as its entirety with the video on our YouTube channel, which can be found in the show notes. Thank you so much for being a part of our Behold community, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Behold, a series for women longing to live a life worthy of the call they have received. I'm Christy Horsch, and this is episode 11. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Behold. I'm Christy Horsch, and this is our 11th episode. Today, we are going to be talking about self-care. Now, I think self-care is kind of a confusing topic sometimes. I think some of us have a lot of feelings and emotions about self-care and some of us have a lot of resentment when we hear that word or a lot of bitterness, but self-care obviously isn't doing for us what it should be. And so I kind of want to address that today and talk a little bit about that. But first, let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, fill our hearts. Help to shine a light on places of bitterness or resentment in our hearts. Help us to know you and through our knowledge of you, know the ways that we can fill ourselves back up, that we can find ways to care for ourselves. Please help to show us that we are your beloved daughters and as your beloved daughters, we are so worthy of time and space and care And that through these things, you will give to us abundantly and we'll be able to pour out those abundant blessings upon others. We ask that all we do, whether it's self-care, something for others, just living our lives, that all that we do give glory to you. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. We are going to jump in with our self-care topic. So what self-care actually is, is it is an activity that we do for ourselves that rejuvenates and refreshes us. It's something that is going to fill us up and it is something that is going to make us feel abundant. But for most of us, we are doing things that we call self-care, but they're not really, it's not really self-care because it is depleting us and harming us and, um, leaving us exhausted. And that's just not the way that self-care is meant to be. And I think that because a lot of us have only experienced self-care in that way, we're not even really sure to start with more of a, how even to start with a more healthy self-care routine. And so I kind of wanted to address that, the way that we're approaching self-care, the way that the world approaches self-care, and maybe speak a little bit of, of truth into that, of how it can be better for you. And so I'm gonna, just kind of go, I have notes, but I'm going to kind of go off my notes. So bear with me. Um, I'm going to jump around a little bit, I think. But anyway, in the Bible, in John 10, 10, it says, I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. And to me, this is what self-care is. Self-care is helping us to have an abundant life. Because when we're not taking care of ourselves, we have a depleted life, even exhausted life. 
the painful life. And so in all of our previous episodes, we've really been working on rebuilding our trust with ourselves, building up that trust so that we can build a new relationship, repair our relationship with ourselves. And from that place of repairing our relationships for ourselves, really to start to see ourselves the way that God sees us, see ourselves as that beloved daughter. And from that place, be able to care for ourselves and then care for others. Okay. And so I think that one of the problems is that a lot of us are one of the lies that we tell ourselves is that a lot of us think that self-care is selfish. I mean, it says self right in there, so it must be selfish, huh? And especially as Catholic moms, we really have that whole mom guilt that our whole lives should be revolving around our kids in some way, shape, or form. And so we really feel selfish when we are taking that time out to care for ourselves. And from that place, from those thoughts of what I'm doing is selfish, we've already judged our actions as selfish, we don't feel good about them. So even if we've gotten to that point where this is just too much, I have to do something for myself and you do it for yourself, it's not going to fill you up because in your mind, you've already judged your action as selfish. And so you're going to have the thought, this is selfish of me to be spending, having lunch with my friends because I should be at home with the kids. And so then from that thought, you're just going to feel kind of crummy. And the entire time that you're at lunch with your friends, you're going to be thinking, oh, I should be at home. I shouldn't have done this. I can't believe I'm spending this money on this lunch. Oh, I wonder how the kids are doing. Oh, I hope the house isn't falling apart while I'm gone. I can't believe that I did this. Um, you're th just thinking these, these thoughts that are just going to make you feel more and more guilty and worse and worse. And then you're going to walk through the door when you get home and all the kids are going to be so excited to see you, but you're not going to feel full of energy. You're not going to feel like you're, you've been filled up. You're going to feel so exhausted and depleted. And from that place, the self-care really didn't have any benefit to you. And so you're going to notice that and your brain is going to tell you, why do I even bother? Why do I even bother trying to take care of myself? It never does me any good anyway. There's something wrong with me that I can't figure this out. This is just how my life is going to have to be until the kids are grown up. And those, all those thoughts are really painful thoughts. Those are hard things to think. And I think some of the issue comes because we really don't know how to take care of ourselves. Okay. We are told that we need to be super moms all the time, all the time, that our kids deserve so much and our kids do deserve so much, but our kids also, most of all, deserve a mom who loves herself. And a mom who is not exhausted and depleted. A mom who has so much abundance and so much peace and so much love that it just pours out upon her children. And that's what I want for you. I want that for you and I want that for your kids. I want you to experience the beauty that self-care can be when it comes from a place of love and it comes from a, an understanding of yourself. Okay. So we tell ourselves a lot of times that self-care is selfish. We also tell ourselves that we don't deserve it. We say, oh, my to-do list is too long, or there's dirty dishes in the sink, or piles of laundry, or I have that deadline for work. We tell ourselves all these different stories about why we don't deserve to be taken care of. And I can tell you that those stories are not true. You are a beloved daughter of, of the king. You have an inheritance. And as 
as I already told you, your inheritance is an abundant life. And so when you're telling yourself you don't deserve that, that is, that is just a flat out lie. And you're choosing to water that lie through your actions of not taking care of yourself. So you are absolutely worthy and you are absolutely deserving of taking care of yourself. Okay. And I'm not saying that you just 100% focus on yourself all of the time because I found for me anyway, that actually the opposite has happened. The more that I have poured into myself through self-care, through little bits of self-care here and there, the more abundance I have to pour out into my family and the better job I do for my family because I'm filled up. Now we've all heard that, that um, analogy, the pitcher analogy, okay? So you pretend or you imagine yourself as a pitcher, like a pitcher of water. And if that pitcher is full, you can pour out into everyone else's glass. But if it's empty, you know, there's just a few drops on the bottom and you're trying to pour into everyone else's glass, they're not going to get anything. And we've all, we've all heard this analogy and some of us just have a really hard time taking it to heart. I know I've heard that analogy many times and it took this work to help me to sort out my thoughts, sort out what was a lie and what was true, to be able to have that, that analogy really mean something to me. But it's so true, ladies. It is so true that if we can fill ourselves up, then we can pour out into others, okay? So we're telling ourselves the lies that self-care is selfish. We're telling ourselves that we don't deserve deserve anything, basically. We don't deserve any kind of thing. And we're also telling ourselves the lie that um, we don't have any time, that there's no time, and that self-care is something that's optional. And so that's the first thing to go off the schedule because we just have no time to take care of ourselves. And I'd like to really challenge you on that. I'd like to challenge you to really look at how you're spending your time and look at if there are actually pockets of time or things that you could prioritize in a different way. Maybe taking care of yourself is more important than scrolling through social media or watching Netflix at night. Maybe taking care of yourself is more important than, um, I don't know, something else that you're doing. Just look through your schedule and try to try to see where you could fit just a little bit of time for yourself in there. But I would encourage you to start with 15 minutes a day, every day. And I would, for me, the best, the place that I started was making sure that I had 15 minutes of dedicated prayer time every day. And in that time, I had some prayers I would say, I would do a little bit of journaling, I'd read from the gospels, and I would do my mind work, my mindset work, in that 15 minutes every day. And now over time, that time has gotten longer and I've added other things into my self-care routine, but I started there. And I did that because I knew that if I could grow closer to God, I could grow closer to myself and I could learn the things that would rejuvenate me. So prior to this work and prior to this, I really had no idea of what would refresh and rejuvenate me. I had no clue. So I would try things and I would think that they would, this, this has got to be it. If I go do this, it's going to help. And I would come home exhausted and depleted and not feeling good about myself at all. And so I gave up, just like we kind of talked about before. You just, you give up. My brain said, no, self-care doesn't work for you. This isn't for you. Well, I needed to actually go back and start really basic. So prayer was the best place to start. And from that place, I started finding that 
maybe I didn't need to do some of these big and extravagant self-care things to feel, to feel filled up, but I did need to be really intentional with some of the things I was doing. Um, some of this can be like just even basic hygiene stuff. Like you might decide you want to start a skincare routine and, you know, put moisturizer on every morning and night. Some of us aren't even doing that, you know, and these are things that we can do that start to build that trust, build that trust of for future self, like, look, future self, I'm taking care of you. You are going to have less wrinkles because I'm putting this eye cream on. And then future self a few days later is going to be like, wow, look at my eyes today. This eye cream is really working. Thanks, past self, for taking care of me. And there you're building that trust. You're using self-care as a tool to start to build that trust. Maybe for some self-care, you can take a shower every day. I know when you have a lot of little kids, like that, that's something that can be really hard. But maybe making that a priority and having it be a priority over other things, you can safely take a shower every day. And just imagine how you would feel. I am worth that. I'm worth taking my, care of myself in that way. Maybe taking care of yourself means figuring out what vitamins are the best for you. Maybe it means eating healthy foods that make your body feel good. Maybe it means taking a walk. If it's a sunny afternoon, I'm going to take a walk. Maybe that's what is good for your body and good for your soul. And maybe afterwards you'll feel really rejuvenated. Now, I'm just throwing out a lot of little things that really don't cost a lot of money and don't take up a lot of time. But they're things that will build trust. And none of those things might be the things for you. But then again, they might be. So some of this is going to be trial and error. Maybe you say to yourself, I'm going to go get a manicure. And that's, I'm going to do this once a month and it's going to be really great self-care for me. And you go once, you go twice, and every time you come back and you're feeling depleted. Well, then just recognize this is not self-care for me. This is not something that helps me to feel refreshed. Maybe it's something I want to continue to do, but I'm not going to count this as self-care time. Okay. I'm not going to count this as something that's going to count on this as something that's going to refresh me. I'm going to have to find that in something else. Maybe it's just reading a book every evening you read for 20 minutes. But it's something that's going to help you feel closer to the person that God called you to be. And I think that sometimes our trouble is that we just, we kind of latch on to what the world has told us are good self-care tools. Now, the world tells us that good self-care tools are actually what we've learned to be buffers. Now, if you remember from our previous episodes, we talked all about buffers. We talked about emotional eating and scrolling through social media and Netflix and emotional drinking and just anything you can think of that you are doing instead of feeling your feelings. You're escaping your feelings. Self-care is not about escaping your feelings. Self-care is about refreshing you. Buffering is about escaping your feelings. And then when you escape those feelings, you do feel better in that moment. But then when you're done, you feel exhausted and depleted and those painful emotions are still there. With self-care, you're working through, you're processing those things. If you're spending time in prayer every day with, with the Lord, he's going to start healing some of those areas. If you just ask him to, you know, help me to process through this. Help me to feel my feelings. Help me to heal. Help show me the way that I need to take care of myself. Those things are going to start coming to you more easily. You're going to start recognizing the voice of God 
as you're reading through scripture and you're talking to him every day, you're going to recognize, oh, that I'm not worthy. That's a lie in my head. That's not God's voice. And you're going to kick that out and replace it with something that is closer or is God's voice instead. Okay. You're going to find the truth from the lies. Now, when we buffer, which a lot of us do. So let me give you an example. In the evening, you've had a really crazy day. And what does the world tell you to do? The world will tell you to eat some ice cream and watch some Netflix and scroll through social media because all of those things will help you to check out. You won't have to deal with those emotions that are going around, swirling around inside of you. Like we talked about in the previous episode, we're gonna push that beach ball down under the water and we're gonna fight it under there. And for that little while, we're gonna kind of feel numbed out while we're doing those buffers. We're gonna not feel in those moments and we're gonna think that's exactly what we wanted. But then we're gonna stop that. We're gonna stop eating, you know, it's time for bed. We're gonna stop eating, stop drinking, stop Netflixing, stop going through social media. And that beach ball is gonna pop right back up to the surface in our face. Cause all that pain was just covered up in that moment. But if we're doing things that are actual self-care, if we're in the evening, you know, if we're exercising, if we're reading a really good book, if we are, um, spending some time with talking to our husband about what's going on in our lives, playing a game with our kids, you know, things that really refresh and rejuvenate us, then yes, those feelings might still be there, but they're not going to be splashing us in our face. Okay. They're going to be rolling in waves. They're going to be coming and going because the truth is most of our emotions pass through our body within 90 seconds. But we instead fight them so hard that they last and last and last rather than just having that 90 seconds of being really uncomfortable. Now, of course, there are times and situations where our emotions are going to last be much bigger and last much longer. And that's okay. But if we don't fight them, they're going to roll. They're going to come in rolls that we're going to recognize it. We're going to feel it. We're going to say, this is a vibration of my body. I am choosing to think these thoughts that are, you know, continuing to have me feel this way and it's my choice and I'm good with this okay and when we have that self-care and we know what refreshes and rejuvenates us we can say oh I know that if I read my book for 20 minutes I'm going to feel a whole lot more refreshed and I'm going to be able to pour out into others better okay so we all know that the greatest commandment is to love God with our whole heart, mind, and soul, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. And I think a lot of us, we, we love God so much. We love our families. We love our friends. But we forget to love ourselves. And when we forget that, we're getting that whole great commandment. We're disordering that whole great commandment. Okay? So maybe we're still loving God and we're doing well there. But then we go to love our neighbors. But we're supposed to love them as we love ourselves. And we're not loving ourselves well. We're not taking that time to figure out what really makes us tick, what gets us excited, what fills us up. And, be, and we're not doing those things. Or maybe we do know what fills us up, but we're approaching it from this mindset of this is selfish and I don't deserve this. And so instead it's leaving us exhausted. And so from that place, we're trying to go out and love our neighbors and we just can't. We're trying to love our family and we may be doing we may be doing it well, but we're not doing it in an ordered way, in the way that God, in his great commandment, asked us to. He asked us to love them as we love ourselves. 
And if we're not loving ourselves, we are missing a step in that commandment. And we're not going to live out our calling well until we rightly order how we live out that commandment. Okay? So this week, I want you to start thinking a little more about self-care. I want you to think about the lies that you're telling yourself and about the actual truths that come with self-care. I want you to think about things that you've done as self-care in the past that haven't worked, that have left you exhausted and depleted. Maybe it's buffering. Maybe it's maybe going out to do something that you've come home and you've just felt exhausted instead. And then I want you to get really be curious about that. Get curious. Why did I feel so exhausted when I came home? Was it because of my thoughts? Was I thinking the whole time this is selfish and I don't deserve this? Maybe I'll try that activity again, but the next time I try that activity, I'm going to have the thought that this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing right now. God wants me to take care of myself. My kids are better off if I take care of myself. Okay? And going from that place, then seeing if it's an activity that fills you up. Okay, so I just want you to start getting really curious about self-care because the really interesting thing is that self-care, once you start doing it regularly and you start building that trust with yourself that you're going to take care of yourself, I am going to take care of myself. And once you really believe that and know that, that you're the one who's going to take care of you, then the whole world is going to open up to you because you're just going, it's going to just snowball because you're going to want to take more care of yourself and more care of yourself. And you're going to want to apply this mindset work into all the areas of your life because you're going to just kind of want to up-level everything. And it's going to become the greatest self-care you've ever known. So for me, as I started doing this and started adding this little bits of self-care, I found that the mindset work could really help me with my emotional eating. I wanted to eat healthy I wanted to take better care of my body so that I could take better care of those that God's entrusted into my life. And so over the past so many months, I have now lost 100 pounds. And that is a huge milestone in my weight loss. I still have 40 more pounds to go, but I'd like to lose my next 10 with you. So if you are an emotional eater or if you are someone who um, uses food as a buffer or has yo-yo dieted, That's that was definitely me, I would love for you to check out our summer weight loss challenge that is going to be starting on June 15th. It'll run for eight weeks until August 10th. And for those eight weeks, we are just going to learn how to practically use these tools to help you lose the weight. And I can tell you that I am very confident that this is the last time that I'm going to have to do this. I have, I have been overweight most of my adult life. I've gone up and down, up and down, up and down. I have yet to hit my goal weight, but I know I am well on my way. I know that even if I were to get pregnant again, that it would be different this time because I don't need to emotionally eat anymore. And so it wouldn't be the struggle it's been in the past. And I want that for you too. So if this sounds like something that, that could really help you, that could fill you up, that could help you get closer to following, to becoming that woman that God wants you to be, then I really hope that you will check out our um, summer weight loss program. You can find a link to for more information and to sign up on the Facebook group, as well as the email that went out with us and in the show notes. Okay, so self-care. Self-care can take many forms. It can look many different ways, but it, the important thing is, is it's the way that works for you. 
It's the thing that fills you up. It's the thing that brings you joy so that that joy can spill out on everyone else around you. I'm going to just skip in my notes here just to make sure I didn't miss anything. But basically, now is your time. It's time to start taking care of yourself. It's time to love yourself. You're worth learning this work and you are worth the investment because I truly believe that these tools are unforgettable. And from that place, from knowing that you are worth this investment, that it's going to affect you for the rest of your life, you are going to become that person that God wants to be. You're not selfish for wanting freedom. You're not selfish for wanting freedom from all of your buffers or from food or whatever it might be. You may not think that you have the time, but that's just a thought. Thinking you don't have the time is just a thought. You can change that thought and you will be amazed what you can accomplish. And I'm going to show you how to do this. I'm going to show you how to do this in our weight loss program. I'm going to show you how to do this as we continue through this series. And in the meantime, I want you to start making a daily habit of prayer. If you aren't already, I want you to take that 15 minutes every day, spend some time talking to Jesus, reading his word and doing mindset work every day. Capture one of those thoughts, capture one of those thoughts that you've been having and change it so that you can get the results that you want to see. And then when you do that, we'll begin to live a life worthy of the call we have received. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Christy Horsch. Have a blessed day.